Kumlen Ablakimara. Today's dot was at Kufu Tess Amaralif, Aisha Basa, the final painting of Sati Lamas. Mishnah says, Aisha Shahola Baila with Sarasola Medina A woman that she and sorry, her husband and her co-wife went overseas. Now remember, we learned before that one co-wife cannot give aidus regarding another co-wife, according to the Tanah and Hachamim. And there's a possibility there's a Tanah who argues on that. So Ha'isha, woman, they went overseas, which means when they left, the Chazaka was that um, they that um, they were childless. So right now the Chazaka is, if her husband passes away, she will have to marry her brother-in-law. That was the Chazaka. So the woman, so the top of the page, a woman, her, her husband and her co-wife went overseas. Although, you know, came back, and people came back and said to her, you should know, amazed by the, uh, your husband died. So what happens now? The question is, the co-wife, did she have a child? Did she fall pregnant while they were overseas and have a child or will have a child? And therefore, there's, uh, there's no mix of evil or they remained childless and there's still a mix of evil since you cannot marry anybody else. So what you should do, Loitina says she cannot marry anybody else. No, can she marry her brother-in-law? Because it could be that the woman felt pregnant and therefore she cannot marry her brother-in-law. Um, so then the obvious question is, why can't you just marry people outside? Because maybe she did not have children. Why can't we just do chalitza? And this way, you know, we take care of all possibilities. The Gemara will discuss that. Until you know, we're concerned that maybe she fell pregnant and therefore you're forbidden to your brother-in-law. Same story, what about her mother-in-law? In, um, in other words, the mother-in-law went overseas. The mother-in-law, the, there was no brother, no sibling. So at this juncture, when the mother-in-law went, went overseas, um, there was no midst of Yibu. Why? Because no brothers-in-law. And that on then, um, and then she died, whatever it is. <clears throat> Question is, did she fall pregnant and give birth to a child? So now you have a brother-in-law. So if your husband, if this woman's husband dies, she now has to wait for the brother-in-law to get chalitza, yibum, so on and so forth. <clears throat> now, there's a big difference between the tsara's giving birth and the and the mother-in-law. If the tsara gives birth, we don't care if it's a male or a female. There are three possibilities. Either she miscarried, if she gave, if most women fall pregnant, give birth. So either she had a miscarriage, which is a minority, or she had, that she did have a surviving child, a 50-50% chance it was a boy or a girl. And as far as even is concerned, if there's a boy or a girl, there's no longer a mitzvah because you're, you're no longer childless. But as far as the mother-in-law is concerned, you're worried that you had a son and therefore you you have a brother-in-law that you have to wait for. And that's far less chance because it's less than half. First of all, maybe she miscarried and even if she didn't miscarry, half of them are boys and half of them are girls. So it's less than 50% chance. In the case of the Chamois, then we are not worried at all because it's a smaller chance, it's a meat. The chance of me that there's a problem because even if she fell pregnant, she gave birth. It could have been a girl, not a boy. <clears throat> so you know, right? Yeah, um, But what happens if the mother-in-law went and she was already pregnant? Then Then we are worried. Then we are worried that maybe it's fifty. It's a fifty percent chance that's a boy. The Gemara will explain later why we're worried in this case because you can say the same thing. Maybe you know, might she might miscarry, but even or even if she has a child, it might be a girl. Nevertheless, this time we are worried. Yeshua says, we're not worried. Um, why? Because for the reason we just said, maybe you miscarried, and even if she didn't miscarry, might be a girl. Okay, says the Gemara, it says that this is a tzara. What do you mean by that? 
how can Marshall come teach you? There's another concern. How do you know that he didn't take on another wife? If let's say, um, if Adam come along and say, well, the co-wife went together and she did not fall pregnant. Fine. But if you want to be choshish, what happened? Should we be choshish that maybe while he was overseas, he married a third wife? And and, the, and that person there, um, you know, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and, and so therefore we need to know, so he says we're not worried about it that far to say that, he, that maybe he married another woman, that we are not worried about at all. Okay. Says he further. Leitis nasei, leitis yavim. Okay, so we're not worried that maybe she married another wife and she fell pregnant. So they forget you also to the other. No, if Aiden come along and say that this Sarah that she, he left with is, did not become pregnant, then she can go ahead and marry her brother-in-law. Or get Khalid to one another. And then we just said, like, so understand why we don't let her to be Miyabim because maybe the co-wife fell pregnant and therefore you cannot marry your brother-in-law to the sort of Aisha's oh, brother's wife. The deal mommy abra right. So maybe she fell pregnant and you know you're marrying and, and this guy will be marrying his brother's wife, which is us in the Tater. There's no mitzvah there because it was a child. And like to not say am I uh, <clears throat> but why do you say that you cannot marry people? Uh, okay she's not tied to brother but you're also not letting her marry anybody any strangers either. Why not? Amai, why not? Let's make the assumption we always follow the majority, probability. The laws of probability tell us that she did fall pregnant, and the laws of probability told us that she had a child. So if she had a child, then there's no mitzvah anymore, and she's free to go. Why are we being machmed here and saying, but you cannot marry anybody else out there as well? What are we worried about? The vast majority of women, will, or young women, will fall pregnant and will have a child. doesn't matter, boy or girl, when it comes to the mitzvah yibam that says it's a childless, family is not childless. The others most have fall pregnant and give birth. Lamos, so possibly the only answer is that a mayor, our Mishnah, the author Mishnah is a mayor. And we learned this already a number of occasions. The Chayish Lemutif, a mayor is always concerned also about the miut, also about the minority. Take that consideration. In other words, it could be that, could be that what, that there was a, that we follow the minority, maybe it was a miscarriage, even though the, the chance of that are far less likely, but it could be to happen. And if they're still childless, and she cannot marry anybody outside. Does the Yamada know? I cannot, and to say that would be difficult because the Stam Mishnah to say you follow the minority opinion of mayor, which follows the minority, is difficult unless you have no choice. Says the Gemara Perhaps we can say it's Rabbana. Ki Azi There's two kinds of raves. There's a rave the east of the Kaman, and there's a rave the lesser Kaman. The two kinds of raves, which means. There's a rave where you have, as Moro explained, you have nine stores that sell kosher meat and one store that sells non-kosher meat. Now, if you walked into a store and you don't remember which store you bought it from, we're learning more, we're learning more so it's, it's that's called kavua. Since the suffix started at a fixed place, and we have a rule called kavua, anything which is fixed is like half and half, 50-50, and therefore it's price. But if you found it out in the street, benimtza, most stores are kosher, so we'll assume that this meat that you found in the street came from the kosher store. That's called a ruba di isekaman. The rave is present right in front of us. And um, then there's another rave called ruba lesekaman, a general rule. We have this, you know, it's axiomatic that this, this is how it works, as we're going to see that most, most people, most kids, do not turn out to be sterile when they grow up, or most girls do not become islands like around when they grow up, they, they become fertile. That's called a general rule or a rule that half of boys and half of girls. These are rules. 
That's called the Ruba de Lesekama. There's actually a Machlek Nachrani, which is stronger, Ruba de Isekama and Ruba de Lesekama. So the Gemara right now thinks that perhaps when does Rabmeyer, um, 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 when did Rabbanon say that we follow a rave only if the rave's in front of us? It's a strong rave, it's right in front of us. But if it's just a general rule, not in front of us, it's much weaker. <clears throat> and therefore, maybe they the Chacham and Maidi look after the meat. So here also, you're telling me a rule that most women fall pregnant and have children. That's not in front of us. That's just a general rule. Maybe the Chacham and they were also concerned about the meat. The logic of Ruba Disa Kaman is the Machlik is Whether it's a, a logical thing, it's a bird, because the majority of the stores are kosher. You found a piece of meat. Logic says that it came from the majority. Or is it the halachic thing? It's not a majority, it's a halachic thing. And therefore, um, uh, there's no logic to it. And the third opinion is that the rave is in front of us, but so is the meat in front of us. It's like a mixture. And we know that the rule by a mixture is it's called taruvas. So taruvas, we know you follow after the majority. Where do you know if it's exerts a custom? Where do you know it from? Because it says in Torah, you follow the majority. So therefore, it's a, it's a rule. And the same argument applies to Ruba the Lesser Kaman. Now, there are others who argue that Ruba the Lesser Kaman is more is stronger than Ruba the Kaman for a different, exactly the opposite reason. Because just like Ruba Disa Kaman, the rave is in front of us, it's so strong, but the meat is also in front of us. The fact is, there's one store that sells trefra here. That's a problem. In the Ruba the Lesser Kaman, the meat is not here at all. And, and, and the, the result is as follows. The question is, okay, we follow Roy. How do we understand when we follow Roy? Is it pshat? That Roy is not 100%. Probability is not 100%. But the Torah says probability is good enough. Is that pshat? Is Roy like a suffix? But the Torah says this kind of a suffix, not 100%, is good enough. Or does Roy make it a vadai? Roy says, no, because probability is so, we can say definitely that is how it is. How do we understand uh, a Roy? And in a way, in Ruba de, in Ruba de Isa Kaman, it's a bit hard to say that the road makes it 100%. There's a trade for store right there. I can say 100% this came from the culture stores. So therefore, they, the, the rush says in there that it's only a suffix, a strong suffix that's the probability, but probability, the Torah says, this kind of probability is good enough. When it comes to Ruba de Lesser Kaman, it's easier to understand in logic that the road is actually a vadai because the meat is not in front of us. So therefore, we say that the rule is that most women fall pregnant and give birth to children. It's like, a, well, we'll say it by, without knowing, we'll say it's 100% that she gave birth. We can say 100% because the miyut is not in front of us. So therefore, nothing directly contradicting the, the, the assumption that it's 100% that she had a child. Anyway, so now I think what I want to say, that even the Rabbanon will agree when it comes to a general rule, Ruben Lassa, come on, maybe we, um, what do you call it? Uh, we are, we are, um, when do Rabbanon say that we don't follow the meat when there's a Ruba Lesser Kaman? Because the meat is not in front of us. But maybe a Ruba Disa Kaman, the meat is in front of us, and Rabbanon agree, we're worried about the meat. And the more explains. When, okay, I feel the everyone, key as Rabbanon was, when did Rabbanon follow the Ruba Ruba Disa Kaman when the Ruba is in front of us? He's going to take Chanuiz for San Hedri, Abba Ruba Lesser Kaman, maybe right now the more says the Ruba Lesser Kaman is much weaker. Maybe a Ruba de Lesser Command is much weaker, and therefore a Ruba de Lesser Command, the Rabbana don't follow that rave. It's a weak rave. When the rave, nine stores are in front of us selling kosher, that's the rave is right in front of us, rather than just a, a, a universal rule. Universal rules, you know, more like fluff. This is a fact, nine kosher stores. So Rabbana say the rave is very strong, we ignore the meat. That's one vantage point from one perspective. And but Ruba de Lesser, like the nine stores, or the case of, of judges, two judges versus one, 12 versus 11. You have the majority right in front of you, so we follow the majority. The minority is non-existent. Um, 
when it comes to a general universal rules, like also we don't follow that kind of rabbi, but Rabban will agree. Our Mishnah should be the Rabban. We're talking about universal rules. So the Gemara says, "What do you mean?" I'll prove it to you. You're not right. That the main argument of the, in fact, where does Rameya say He said, when it comes to the Kusim, the nation of Kusim, he says that we treat them all like Gedi um, Aroi, false Gedi. Why? Because they caught a handful of these Kusim going to Hargarizim and worshiping an idol. And because of, and they were only a meat. And yet, that meat was sufficient to take the entire tribe of Kusim and treat them as if they were Goyim. So we see the mayor holds the opinion of Orikov, of Vajichai so the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you that you're not right. I caught in the town that when it comes to a young boy, young girl, we learned before, the Ruben, and we learned that one of the mayor says that they cannot give, what do you call Yibum, why not? Because maybe it'll turn out to be sterile, or maybe she'll turn out to be barren. Majority of girls or boys are not that way. But yet the mayor is worried about it. So we see the mayor is worried about Miyuta, and that's a universal rule. The child in front of us, yeah, yeah, no, no, we don't know. Um, more explained when cotton mctana the rubit lasagamani that's just a universal rule but also the rabbana was to believe it in the rabbana follow the rave so we see that the rabbana make no distinction between rubit isa come on rubit lasagamani based on the fact that we make no distinction therefore the chreim argues someone say rubit lasagamani is stronger than rubit lasagamani because the meat is not here either the time we learn cotton mctana loichel to let me have me no cotton mctana they don't give chlitz in order to do yibum divir ameh we agree with you that they cannot give, but not for the reason that you said, because each cost of the parasha, it says in the parasha, it says each, that who's the one, that if the man doesn't want to take the Yivam, so on and so forth. And therefore, we equate a Isha to a Ish. So therefore, it has to be, over, uh, uh, be an adult. <coughs> Why can't they get married? Even though generally a cotton cannot marry, but here that's when you're marrying on your own accord. Here the Taita made this marriage, this shidduch. So therefore it should work. And we had the form in the cotton, he responded. The cotton shall be about the sardis, turns my turn of sterile, sterile. The nims of poigin be'erah comes out they're coming, they're getting married for no reason because they cannot have children. So and then, so we see Rabbanu Sabri Rabbanu hold no Zilbas of Ruben Rektani Rektani loves listening. Most boys are not sterile. Zilbas of Rektani loves the most girls. Rektani loves Alice. The most girls are not barren. So we see that Rabbanu hold you always follow right. So how come our Mishnah says that she cannot marry uh, other people because maybe maybe um, she miscarried and she didn't have any children? That's only a meat. So it must be the author of our Mishnah is a male. Let's make it clear. Our Mishnah is a man. What do you want to tell me? Our Mishnah follows a man. You're worried about Mutas. So tell me the next case. The Mishnah Amos Safer says the Mishnah had a model and she went overseas childless. And the Mishnah worried about she, that she watched, she fell, and she gave her, she fell pregnant, and she gave birth. Because even she gave birth, first of course, she miscarried. And even she gave birth, 50% of the girls, and girls, therefore, are, uh, it's not an issue. Talk about a brother in law. Is only issue. So I mean, the, the chance of being a boy is less than 50%. And that's why we go after the majority and therefore she's permitted. But you're telling that me that we're going to go to a mayor who worried about the minority. There's a minority chance that's a boy. So therefore, the khayda, she should be us to, to find out whether she gave birth a boy and so on. Amai, halakha, khayda, she could follow the majority women, but I know she misapres, the yod, the, most women fall pregnant and give birth, me and my pillars, some of them fall and give pregnant. The whole yod is machtas, khayda, machtas, khayda, khayda, she gave birth at 50 50. Smaich muted the mapilas, the machts and the cavers. And the reason, the logic behind this, then if you take the minority, the, the, the unlikely thing that maybe she uh, she miscarried, let's say one or two percent of women miscarries, at least 98% 
of the women will give birth, but 49% of that are boys, 49% of that are girls. So you take the 2% of miscarriage and the 49% of girls, a 51% chance that there's no issue with this woman that she has to worry about a brother-in-law. There's no brother-in-law. But according to May, we're worried about the meat. 49% chance there is a boy there. So she should not be able to get married. Let's worry. Um, but according to Rameh, let's worry. Says the Gemara, um, the reason why we're not worried is so Gemara answers, over here you have a chazaka. When this mother-in-law left town, there were no children. And because when this mother-in-law left town, there were no children, so therefore the chazaka was at the moment of Yibam. So now we add to the chazaka um, so now that you have a right that says that even now if she gave birth, it's probably a girl or she miscarried. And together with the chazakas that support it, the right of the support it. Therefore, I do not worry that even the may is not worried about a meyuta in this case over here because you have the chazaka that says that she does not have mitzvah yibam. Says the Gemara, Therefore, I'm not worried. Says the Gemara, if so, then Reisha, the very first case of the Mishnah, when your co-wife and your husband went overseas and she was not pregnant, the Chazaka is that there is a mitzvah yibum, this chazik yibum. So according to you, you're saying that if the miyat goes against Chazaka, even a man agrees with you know the miyat. So in this case, first case of the Mishnah, we should have that the woman, when she goes to a miracle, when they go overseas, she should be able to marry the brother when the brother because the Chazaka said before they left overseas that if they if, if he passed away, they were childless, he'll marry, she'll marry the brother. And now you're telling me that what that there's a, a what do you call it? A, 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 a meat and so on and so forth. So what? We take the Chazaka, the Chazaka that you marry of them, and then we don't worry about the meat. And together we should say that you can go ahead and marry the brother as well. <clears throat> The reason is they should eat a chorus. If, if, if you wanted to marry the brother in law, if by, by law they're not allowed to marry the brother in law, there's an issue of chorus involved. Because if the if the if the if the, the co-wife gave birth, you have no right to marry the brother in law. If you do, it's an issue of So Hosha, we are very worried, even for a meat, even if it's against the chazak. But safer, uh, where you're talking about that she's free to marry somebody outside of the family. And let's say she should not have married. All she did was an Easter of Allah. It's Allah, the Chashu, we were not worried. We're not worried. What's the difference when we have a Gzaira? So we say there's a difference how severe the, you know, the Avera is before we make a Gzaira, we don't make a Gzaira. Over here, we're talking because of a suffix, not because of exera. There's a suffix whether she she's allowed whether the, the woman fell pregnant, gave birth, or didn't give birth. So because there is a suffix, when it comes to a suffix, the din is suffix mahatayra lechumra. In other words, this is what it seems that Rashi is saying here, but you want to saying it. There's a big argument in the Rambam, the Rashi, but whenever we have a suffix in the Torah, we take the stringent side. Is that goofy from the Torah? That's from the Rambam. If you learn that something mahatayra is mahatayra lechumra, then makes no difference. That's what we're saying. You seem to be saying it. What's the difference if it's a isa karis and isa lab? If the Torah says whenever there's a suffering in the Torah, you have to be machmer, then you always have to be machmer. So why in the ratio are you machmer the safe and not machmer? But if you learn that something mahatayra is midrabbanan lechumra, then you can start saying, well, the rabbanan will machmer by something Torah only when there's an isa karis. 
but not with a nisa lab. And maybe that's the, 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 the discussion of the here. First, the Gemara thought that something about Tzadikimara Rabbanu Lachumrus. So the Gemara wants to make a distinction between karis and lab. The Gemara says no. The Gemara includes that no something about Tzadikimara What's the difference? Ella Barav says Rav Reisha a tale very simply. Reisha in the Reisha Chazaka liyibum the Reisha the Chazaka world before they left town that they were childless. She's going to marry the brother-in-law. And what happens? And the and so therefore, and the rave says that what the rave says that the rave chances that she gave birth, and therefore she does not have to marry the brother-in-law, right? So therefore, you have the chazaka saying one thing, and the rave contradicting it. The chazaka saying marry your brother-in-law. The rave says no, no, no. There's a child that you cannot marry the brother-in-law. And when you have a rave and a chazaka, in fact, the Gemara Chulin says that a rave is stronger than a chazaka. We learned that So then, so there's a rave versus a chazaka, and therefore we say, you know what? If we don't know which way to go. Cannot marry, can do anything. The um, Chazaka says, marry brother law. The Ruba says, Lashuk, that you gave birth and therefore you cannot, you don't marry your brother, you marry anybody else. The Chazaka is not as strong as the Rav. Uh, therefore, the icy Miuta de Mapilis comes along, this is comes along the Miut that maybe there was a, a, a miscarriage, and because there's a miscarriage as well. Um, therefore, that perhaps she didn't give birth, even though they give birth, but maybe there's a miscarriage or for pregnancy, maybe there's a miscarriage, so therefore you're still bound to your brother in law. And you add, you take the chazaka that was enforced, it itself on its own is not so strong. But if you add the meat of women that, that, that you have abortions and you add it to chazaka, suddenly chazaka is strengthened. We treat it like half and half, and therefore she cannot marry a brother in law, but nor can she marry any outsiders. Can you marry any outsiders as well? Um, so late to Nasi, but late to Siyam. That's why we say she's in a state of limbo. However, safer when the, the mother-in-law left, the Chazaka was that there was no brother-in-law, therefore she's permitted to marry in the marketplace. Chazaka, the Shuk. And then the Raiv says, as what well, the Raiv says, that either it was a girl or she miscarried. So the Raiv also says that she's a free woman. So the Raiv and the Chazaka reinforce each other. The Ruba, the Shuk. The Havel is Chodim, Miyuta, the Miyuta. So therefore, Chodim now becomes a Miyut of a Miyut. Because the Chazak itself says it, that you're a free woman, that you left out it. So the, the Shkarim is, is that first of all, could be she miscarried. And even if she didn't miscarry, could be it's a girl. So like a double meat. Even a mayor says such a case, you have the Chazak and the Rebbe supporting each other, and the meat is weak, then it doesn't override it. And everybody agrees. Even a mayor agrees in the safer that she's a free woman. She should not marry, nor she should be Abim. It seems like this is forever. <clears throat> Uh, the rights of the husband uh, died, she cannot marry, no kitchen me other. So you want to ask, well, this is forever. Why doesn't she just get a chalitza? And that's it. it sounds like you make it also forever. Why? Why can't she just get chalitza? And we say manashach. If, if uh, the, 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 she did not become pregnant, she's married brother-in-law, she got a chalitza, the brother-in-law. And if she did fall pregnant, so there's no yibam at all. So what's the chalitza? doesn't count. doesn't matter. I'm free anyway. So look, why don't we just give her chalitza? Why do we make uh, keep her in a state of limbo? Says your mother, you're right. La atzma for herself, so the rule we learned a long time ago that any time that, that there's a this situation, the husband dies, she has to wait three months. I want to make a rule, it's unequivocal. We don't care if she's an older woman, we don't care if she's not able to bear children. The, the, the basis of the reason is because we need to determine the child's from the first husband and the second husband. But as a result of that, we made it ubiquitous. Universal applies everywhere, it's all women. Okay, so in three months we understand. Uh, what do you call it? So for herself, it's three months. And the Chavita, because of the co-wife, that maybe she felt pregnant, let's wait nine months and see whether she has a child or whether she will um, uh, she will miscarry. 
Um, because even if she gets a chalitza, she has to wait nine months. Why? Because maybe there'll be a child over there. And uh, and, then, and and if there is a child over there, then chalitza doesn't do anything. It's the child that get, that exempts her. And But the thing is, the child cannot exempt until he's actually born or she's actually born. So therefore, you have to wait nine months for the possibility of the child. And then once the moment is the possibility of the child, chalitza is useless. But um, you'll be free once there's a child. But you have to wait till the child gives birth. Okay, so you got to wait nine months because a total of nine months. So three for this, another six months for that. Fine. And according to this, according to um, according to them, uh, what do you call? Uh, then she gets chalitza manushach. Right? I, if, if there's no child, okay, so they had to marry the brother of chalitza. There was a child. The chalitza doesn't do anything. However, a bai says, no, unfortunately for her, we won't give her a chalitza at all. And she's stuck. Why is that? Maybe there will be a child. Maybe we'll be a child. And so what's wrong? And there will be a child. And the reason why she's, she's free is not because of the, the chalitza. She's free because of the child. Now, there's a big difference why she's free. If she's free because of chalitza, she cannot marry a coin because the chalitza medrabana is treated like a divorce. If she's free because of the child, she can marry anybody. So initially, when we gave her chalitza, everyone knew she cannot marry a coin. Now that she's totally free, we need to tell people that she can marry a coin. So we have to change the, 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 the laws, and that's difficult to do. So the order, the nimtza, at the machiz, to the guna. But you'll have to make an announcement that everyone says, no, that she's able to marry a coin now. So the order, what's a big deal? So do that. No, we're worried. There might be people who heard about the chalitza, so they know that she's a chalitza now. They weren't there the second announcement, and then they see her married a coin one day. What are they going to think? They'll assume that chalitza can marry a coin. They'll think that chalitza can marry a coin. And therefore, we decided not to let her. In this situation, unfortunately, she's in the state of limbo. Says the Gemara. Uh, I'm asked a question. And it says in the Mishnah, which we learned before, if she says she left with no children, so she had a chazaka that she's allowed to marry her, she will marry her brother. <clears throat> then she said, I had a son overseas. But for Amr, she says, my son died first. In other words, I'm back to the same situation. I'm a Yavam. she believed. But if she says, my husband died first, and then my son died. Which means a lot that I, I I have no mitzvah yibum because my, my husband predeceased our son. So what do we do? We don't, so we believe her. We don't believe her. So we say we say that what she cannot marry a brother because she's saying clearly that I'm not allowed to marry yibum. But we don't let her marry anybody outside because maybe her maybe she's not we cannot be believed. So therefore we make her get a chalitza, uh, make her get chalitza according to her testimony. She's saying I cannot live with anybody else because my son outlived my husband. So she needs a chalitza. Now, why are we worried over there as well? What should we worry about? We listen to her words. Now, my question is, why are we worried? What happens if tomorrow two would come along and tell us, yes, exactly what happened. Her son outlived her husband, which means the chalitza was rendered useless. And why is she a free woman? Because she had a son. So when she got the chalitza, everybody thought she cannot marry a coin. Then when the Adim come along, they say that what? That her son outlived the husband, which means that what? That her, that she can now marry a, she can marry anybody. So why aren't we worried? She'll marry a coin. People say, wait, they heard the first announcement, not the second one, and they'll all assume that she, a chalitza, is allowed to marry a coin. What's the difference? It's obvious that we're not worried about that. Papa says that din over there where we say she receives a chalitza because, because of her words is talking about a woman who's divorced who anyway cannot marry a coin. So nothing can go wrong. 
And Bere Rab Huna Amar Khira Huna says, you know what? It's talking about about a limited case where she said we were hiding in the cave, so there's no possibility for, for witness to come. Therefore, we're not worried that the witness will come, and that's why we say, go ahead and get a chalit. Mishnah. We learned <clears throat> the five people and I believe to each other, and one of them is a sister-in-law and a sister-in-law, because uh, each one thinks that what happens if the husband passes away um, and childless, she's going to end up becoming my co-wife and we're going to be competing. So already they don't they have this creeping suspicion or they don't really uh, trust each other. So what happened? Two women, two sisters-in-law, they came back from overseas and one sister-in-law says, Mezbali, my husband died. My husband died. Uh, let's say Lay was married to Reuben and Rachel was married to Shimon. They both came back and they both said, um, the, the Leia said, my husband died. Mezue met him, but they both say the husband died, right? So um, so each one now has the midst of Yibu. But each, but each one, the, the only other brother was the one that the other woman said died. So what happened in this case? We believe them regarding themselves. We don't believe them regarding their sister-in-law. So when <laughs> Rachel, Shimon's wife, says that Shimon died, we don't believe her as far as Reuven's wife, Leah, is concerned. So Leah says, my husband died. I'm a Yavama. But, she, um, but uh, what should she do? She, she only has one brother-in-law, Shimon. And, and, uh, and Rachel said that Shimon has died. But we don't trust Rachel as far as Leah is concerned. I... Rachel herself will, will, will be messed up now. She thinks Thomas Nafshin pleased him. Um, so, they, so now Reuben's wife is stuck. She cannot marry anybody else because Shimon might be alive. Go find Shimon. Um, what happened? Here's interesting logic here. So let's say, let's say um, Reuben's wife has witnesses that Reuben died. And Lazuanadim, but Shimon's wife has no witness that Shimon died. So what would you think in this case here? So you would think that Ruben's wife is free and Shimon's wife is not. It's not the way around. Shimon's wife is free because Rachel is believed that her husband died. And now she's a witness that Reuben is dead as well. She's a free woman. But Reuben's wife, and, and now that we know that Reuben is, is dead because of the Adam as well, she now has to wait for Shimon because we don't know if Shimon's alive or not. I, Rachel, said he's dead. We don't trust him because she might be hurting her sister-in-law. So, um, what about Luzu Bonim? Luzu Ain Bonim? What about if, let's say, one of them had children and one of them did not have children? So Reuven had children, so she has no mitzvibum, and Shimon's wife had no children, so she has a mitzvibum. And they both say that the husband died. As she yesh it's obvious. So Reuven's wife, Leah, she's a free woman now because she had children. Muteris, and we trust her regarding her own self, her husband. But there she ain't labonim, but Shimon's wife, Shimon is dead, they had their child, mitzvibum, had no Reuven's wife. Asura, asura. We say that it's awesome. So what happens now? There were a couple of brothers alive, not just those two, but um, let's say, what happened to Siyabu? That Reuben and Shimon both died, so Reuben's wife Leah and Shimon's wife Rachel both married their brothers-in-law. And then, who, um, uh, what do you call it? In other words, each one says, my husband died, each one says, my husband died. So the din is that we don't know, as far as, as, far as we're concerned, they still have a mitzvah of Yibum, because there are other brothers alive. No problem. So Reuben's wife, marries a lady and Shimon's wife marries Yehuda because each one says my husband died and we trust him and now they have a mitzvah even no problem they married Levi and Yehuda then the problem was that Levi and Yehuda died they came in and said that Levi and Yehuda died but that um, and what happens in this case now 
They married later, and now they say and now they say that. And it's Yabu Umese Hayabamin. And now these Yabamin died. Do we do we go back to do we reactivate the very first beginning? If there wouldn't have been a Levi Yehuda around, and Leia said Reuben died, and, and Rachel said that Shimon died, they're both stuck because your husband died, but how do you know your brother-in-law's dead? Lepoil, they ended up in, in the interim marrying other brothers-in-law. So they're no longer like Yavamas, they became full-fledged wives. And now that their uh, um, other brothers died childless, do, do we say that they're back in a state of limbo because how do you know there were no other brothers around? How do you know that Reuben is not still alive or how you know Shimon is not still alive because we never established that. So, um, and so the first time it says, they cannot get married back in the original situation. However, Rabbi Loza says, once they marry the interim people, we sort of, they, it's a new identity. They're not mutter to everybody. In other words, it's as if they're saying the, the Yavamas are not in the place of Reuben and Shimon. They are an extension of Reuben and Shimon. And when they die, we're back to Reuben and Shimon. It's a new, it's a new union. The Reuben and Shimon is over. Levi and Yehuda marry them. It's now Levi and wife and Yehuda's wife. And therefore, we ignore completely what happened in the beginning. They're now totally free. And we'll continue the Gemara tomorrow in Bitzvah